Welcome everybody to the Lonely TARDIS, your journey through Time Lords and space where a wonderful crew of companions comes together to talk all about Doctor Who and the universe, a universe, universe. Sorry, my throat is quite sore today. No crazy radio voice, just uh, just Dolly being Dolly. That is me, Dolly, Dolly Domofsky. Joining me is Steven Strom. Hello. Hello, Steven. And Marcus Beer. Hello, my dears. Hello, Marcus. And uh, Sean is out today. He um, uh, had uh, had some stuff going on, so he wasn't able to make it today. Um, but uh, we look forward to having him next week. Uh, yeah, gentlemen, how are you guys? Great. Pretty good. That's good. It is a beautiful, blustery and blustery Tuesday evening uh, where I am. Thanks to this cold weather. Steven, you've had snow since like June though, right? So it's No, actually, <laughs> uh, we actually just got snow. Well, we had snow a little while ago and then it melted almost immediately. And then it got really hot again. And then it got, and then it finally snowed again. And now we're back to snow as of uh, about three days ago. But the oh, weather, wow. unsurprisingly, as the years turn on, the weather is getting wonkier and wonkier. Uh, yeah. The farther you get into the United States. Weird. Oh my gosh. Who would have thought that the weather's getting crazier? Like we could have predicted this, but we didn't. Hmm. You know who can predict this stuff is Doctor Who. Yeah. The Doctor. Can't go back in time and save us all from it, unfortunately. It is a fixed point. But mm -hmm. uh, Marcus, uh, there is no snow over by you. Uh, there's stuff falling from the sky, but yeah, it's unfortunately... Praying, praying for your safety over there. Yeah, it's ash. Uh, look, I'm about, I'm about 40, uh, 40 miles or so from the, uh, from the fire zone. Um, it's a fair ways away. Uh, we're very lucky. Um, there's a lot of people who've suffered tremendous loss and it's, uh, yeah, it really is rough. Um, and it would be great if the federal government would actually step up and start managing their land because the, uh, forests that, uh, are burning, a lot of them fall within federal, um, jurisdiction. But of course the forestry service have found their funding cut under this administration. So the next time that particular twat monkey decides to start tweeting out about, this, that, and the other. He should shut the fuck up and learn what he's talking about. Sorry, sore topic right now. <laughs> no, I mean, there's amazing firefighters, yeah. including some of the ones who saved my life 18 months ago. They're 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 out out there saving saving lives again because that's what they do. And uh, seeing uh, seeing people at, uh, attack them, people who you know are scared to go out in the rain in case their wig melts, is uh, just be just beyond a joke. Yes, uh, I mean, it, uh, we don't uh, mention it uh, nearly enough, but uh, we're completely thankful for uh, first responders, especially in situations like this where they're saving lives um, every every minute, every moment uh, out there. They're um, amazing. They're, 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 the hero. they're, they're, they're our heroes. They are our heroes yep. uh, in every way. And uh, anybody who decides to attack them deserves... Uh, Deserves the harshest rebuke. This is a Doctor Who show, but uh, but we we do know real heroes when we when we see them. So it's it's most definitely it's appreciated all the hard work they do. Well, let's let's move on to some, um, some more positive or slightly more positive topics, I guess. Because <laughs> what an episode this week! We're going to talk uh, about season eleven of Doctor Who of New Who, let's say, because it's actually season like thirty something. Uh, Demons of the Punjab, episode six, Demons of the Punjab. Um, I believe this was uh, directed by Jamie Childs, written by uh, Vinay Patel. <clears throat> debuted just, just this last week. So I'll do a yep. quick little 
Uh, I'll read the summary. Thank you, Wikipedia. And I think this is actually based off of BBC's. And then we'll just dive into a round table. Maybe we'll all kind of choose one little topic to talk to. But um, uh, here's the summary. Uh, after talking with her grandmother, uh, Umbreen, yes, we finally get a yes centered story, by the way. Yes, curious about her grandmother's past. So they take a trip back to Punjab in August of uh, 1947. Yaz is shocked to learn that her grandmother is marrying a Hindu man, or is planning to marry a Hindu man, Prem, despite uh, her family's Muslim background. Doctor learns the group arrived on uh, the day before the partition of India on 14 August. Sees, uh, doctor sees a couple aliens, starts following them. They find dead body of, um, of uh, Bhakti, the sadhu. Uh, and so with Prem, they they go and sort of fight the, or find the uh, find the demons and then and, and uh, who are I guess they're known as uh, the Jarian. They're a race of assassins. Um, the doctor teleports to their ship uh, while the others prepare for the wedding. Uh, the she finds out the the Jarians are actually the last of their kind, and they've kind of given up the role of us of galactic assassins, uh, and now they're acting as witnesses to those who are dying alone. And they show the doctor how Bhakti died. He was actually murdered by Prem's brother, uh, Manish, who was totally against the wedding. Uh, the doctor uh, sort of uh, calls out Manish and, um, uh, for some of the uh, nationalists um, who had, had, had called Hindu nationalist uh, cavalrymen to come. Um, they help Umbreen escape. Uh, this is the day of the wedding. They help Umbreen escape, but Prem actually remains behind to reason with the cavalrymen who end up shooting him. Um, and yeah, that's essentially the, the summary of the episode. So um, there was a lot to unwrap uh, in this episode. I have <clears throat> one thing that I'm definitely going to be talking about um, that actually hits quite close to home for me, but I, I might hold, hold that a little bit uh, until I let you gents, you gents go first. So let's just start this, this group chat, gentlemen. What, um, what are your feelings? What, uh, what did you, Stephen? What did you feel about this episode? Um, I definitely feel like it's a continuation of what we've been doing with Doctor Who this season, which is definitely still very much more focused on the characters and kind of like the more touching little character moments and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Um, but overall, I actually do think that this is maybe the most like pre this season Doctor Who. Like, like it's the most uh, like. Old school in the is not the quite the right word because what the I'm historic, about is like, the historic lesson. Yeah, well, yeah, it's it's the the there's the historic lesson, but what I'm more specifically talking about is like the formula of having the doctor like uh -huh. get into a situation, like find an alien that needs to be like understood or dealt with, and then like gives a rousing speech at the end and stuff like that. And it's definitely painted in a way that is more in line with this season's sort of pacing in terms of just like having it be focused on. Um, the characters rather than the actual conflict itself. But like, think about like how many times David Tennant and Matt Smith and Peter Capaldi would end an episode by giving like a big rousing 11th hour speech. And the doctor, mm -hmm. this, well, this week gets that it's, it's not that 11th hour kind of thing, but it's definitely like a very doctor like speech about like hope and the nature of the future and stuff like that at the wedding ceremony. Um, and I think the way that kind of really works well within Doctor Who is that it's always like Doctor Who is always very good at like making metaphor and text one and the same. And in this case, it is the Doctor talking about how hope for the future, like we're going to continue to have hope and love in the face of what seems inevitable. And for the Doctor, that's both literally inevitable because there's this 
what appears to be a fixed point in time in this episode. They don't really call it as such, but it, it seems to be something that they certainly don't want to not happen because, you know, Yaz might not get born if um, things don't go according to history. But we've got that, like, very specific mandatory thing that has to happen. And also this very thing that feels inevitable and feels scary, like, in the form of, like, the the nationalists coming, the, the murder, the violence that we know is going to happen and whatnot. Um, that is something that could obviously be avoided by the actions of human people and stuff like that, except in this case it's, you know, history. But the Doctor is still like, you know, we, we hope for a better future. We hope that things will, will turn out better. We hope that the people here will survive and carry on their hope and, you know, start a better world after you know what's, it's done. Well, I, I'm glad you touched on that because um, I was going to mention, one of the things I was going to mention was the throwaway aliens in this, uh, in this episode. Um, by the way, again, uh, aliens are not the, um, the threat. It's humans uh, in this episode. But the... Um, she kind of transplants the the hope or the lack of hope that the Thajarians had, right? They went; they were this race of just brutal assassins, and then they realized that um, they've they've come to the end. There, I mean, they hold their entire race in this this uh, soup can in, on their ship, um, and so there's their their lack of hope and is kind of inspired them to provide sort of. Uh, uh, moment of respite for those people who are dying alone. And I think the doctor in a weird way, I'm again, I'm glad you brought this up because it's actually just dawned on me. Maybe the doctor is kind of transplanting some of that, what the Thajarians are going through, what they're doing and, and trying to give a sense that, Hey, there, things are bad, but there, we have to hold on to hope. Um, otherwise we're going to get, you know, otherwise we'll get wiped out too. But I think that's, that was something that, that I think actually just kind of dawned on me. Marcus, what are your, what are your thoughts on just this, this theme that we're on right now? Uh, this was, uh, this was the episode where I went full strom. Uh, uh, sorry, not full strom. Full Sean. No, full Sean. Full Sean. After the conversation we had last week. Um, I can't find any redeeming qualities with this episode. I mean, it is without a doubt the worst episode of the new run. Um, and it just puts me in terrible fear that we are looking at a one-trick pony in Chris Chibnall, who is uh, making humans the bad guys over and over. Mm. And the aliens and the sci-fi is no more than an exposition point. Um, this should have been held back maybe for next season because um, it came too close after after... Um, Rosa for me uh, and we, we asked the question sure. last week what is this doctor is the, you know is this the time Lord triumphant is this the the warrior the battle scarred you know the the one who wants to run away no this is the voyeur it's the witness the voyeur yeah it's, the, yeah. it's not a witness it's not a witness it's sure. a voyeur sure. it's the doctor who turns up and does fuck all I mean the, this is the doctor who can't be asked. And don't um, touch any the don't touch anything, Doctor. Yeah, I mean don't seriously, it's uh, it's it's the um, Doctor Who equivalent of playing Bioshock, where you can't really interact with the backgrounds and everything's sort of like just held at arm's length. Suddenly, uh, I, suddenly, I want a Doctor Who game. Uh, it's in the vein of Bioshock. <laughs> uh, no, I look. I am. I was a. I, I was a big cheerleader up until up until this this show uh, this episode. Um, I am just monumentally disappointed in it. Um, 
it just became too much. I think, you know, I had a certain level of, you know, cutting it some slack over the past uh, past couple of weeks, even though, you know, uh, Sean made some very, very salient points. Um, but, yeah, it just what, – what was the point? What was the point? Humans are bad. White people are bad. The English are bad. I mean, he's almost on some sort of – I mean, it's it's got – with Rosa, it was pitch perfect. It was not perfect. This was a throwaway story. We didn't need to see Yaz's backstory. We didn't need to go into, uh, you know, uh, um, a really – another really bad time that was inflicted on, on people by not very nice people. Uh, there's enough human suffering in the world where we don't need to keep on being reminded of the past on this particular level, I don't think. Um, like I said, maybe as next season when we've learned more about Yaz and you know she's a deeper character, yes, absolutely, let's explore it. But it just came too close to, to, to Rosa for me. I mean, my wife watched it too, and she thought it was absolute bollocks. It was just so miserable. I'm sick of watching the doctor walk away as people get arrested, pulled off buses, shot. Million people die. I know, fixed point in time. The doctor can't do anything about it, blah, 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 blah. But she's so goddamn miserable. And all of them are miserable. The entire crew this week <laughs> had faces like slapped asses. It, it, this, this doctor does seem like she needs to... And we've talked about it, right? Who is this doctor? Is she definitely, I think the voyeur is a good one. Very hands-off approach to to time. I wonder if part of that was on purpose because they went to, um, you know, a, they went to a, a female doctor and didn't want to rock the boat. Or is it something that, uh, that was, you know, a, a, the, I guess I'm, I'm hoping that something forces this doctor to start seeing things in more positive, hopeful light and kind of heed the, her own advice that she gave this episode, which was about positivity about, you know, and, and still going forward. Cause um, I, I do agree with you in that respect, Marcus, and that this has been a very, this season has been a very look at the horrors of man uh, uh, type of a uh, type of doctor. And I, I'm, 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 I'm wondering when that flip is going to happen. Cause this was, this is the sixth episode, I believe. And there's only, four left and we look we know humans are horrible yeah we are them we're living through one of the nastiest times in recent memory but every goddamn episode so this is where i think i completely disagree i think this is the first time marcus and i have actually like completely disagreed this season so you know back <laughs> to old tricks back good. to old tricks <laughs> um no, because the thing about this episode that I there, there's two like main pillars of this, which is the specifically that it's the speech that the doctor gives at the wedding, and the fact that like the doctor does insert herself into the situation with the the married couple and stuff like that. Yaz is even like, "What happened to you know not interfering or whatever?" And the doctor's like, "Screw that!" But it's not to save the universe from you know imploding or or to stop you know history from unfolding the way that it should it's to make sure that these people have a happy moment in time this one piece of their lives which they even talk about like graham i think has some great scenes in here where like graham's speech with yaz which i think is like the first time we've ever seen those two characters like interact alone together where she where he's talking about like you know people aren't who they are 
at all points of their lives. They're not the same person at all at all points of their lives. And I think that's important because it ties into that speech later on in talking about like the world is not always terrible. Like even in bad times, there are you can do good and you can have moments that make you happy. You can you know you can fall in love at the you know in the face of adversity. You can get together. These little traditions matter to us, even if like, you know, because if you wanted to extrapolate it all the way out, you could say like, well, the heat death of the universe is going to come one day. So what difference does anything make? But I think that's very much the point here is like this kind of this existentialist kind of point about how you can have good moments inside of the bad. And on top of that, I think the other thing here too is very much like, I think this is continuing a theme with this season. And, And I do agree with you, Marcus, that it's like, it's definitely every episode, but also so much of Doctor Who, you know, in the past was we're going to show people history. We're going to remind people of the things that happened in the past because we don't have to be doomed to repeat it. And this, every episode has been talking about like some of the bad things going on, but bad things are going on like in the world right now. And each episode so far has, maybe not every single one, but most of the episodes have touched on a different element of that stuff in a way that I think is kind of coming together as like different pieces of a puzzle that is talking about our current political moment. And in this one, it's very much, it's very much a thing that I think people in, you know, our creative field kind of have seen happen, you know, in the last four years, especially, which is like the radicalization of young men by ideology, by, they specifically talk about like listening to angry men on the radio. It's the Rush Limbaugh's, you know, like it's the, it's the, partition of India's version of the Rush Limbaugh's of the world and stuff like that. And seeing the people that you once thought you understood, seeing the people that you love turn in this way and like seeing how they can be twisted and by the ideology of people who would like rather watch the world tear itself apart than come back together. And with Prem and uh, Umbreen, I think is her name, right? Um, We see them literally coming together, you know, and it's a small, schmaltzy moment against this backdrop, but Doctor Who is schmaltzy sometimes. And I think the episode does suffer because the schmaltziness is not like backed up by a ton of really deep character work because we spend so much time trying to learn about these aliens, uh, which I figure I wish that we had just like at the beginning thought that these fake assassins were not really assassins and had dumped the whole mystery angle of it. And like, just let that, let the aliens kind of interact with the, with the existing characters more or something like that, because the mystery feels completely Wasted, And I think that has been a weak point of this series in general is that they don't feel particular. It's not only that the alien sci-fi stuff is taking a back seat to some of the stuff. I think it's just that they don't feel particularly interested in it all the time. And I think that is definitely a weakness of this episode in particular. Um, but overall, like the, the, as like an addendum to like the, the, each piece of this puzzle, uh, you know, of reflecting our world back at us through the past, through the present, through, science fiction monsters and stuff like that, like throughout this season with like the, the Trump surrogate and the um, God, the, uh, the Rosa stuff, uh, you know, talking about like the racism and like the, the trying the revisionist history of, of racists and stuff like that throughout, like making it a literal revisionist history. And then here again, with the radicalization of like young men um, by <laughs> bad actors uh, is something that is worth talking about. And I think it's something that Dr. Who can use history and use examples of the past to remind us about. I'm, um, so though I, I mentioned that, uh, you know, there's been a lot of sort of the negativity that this doctor has been as the, as the voyeur, um, 
this uh, I the episodes I felt that were were more true to the historic stuff I liked the most. Rosa was fantastic. Uh, I didn't like the spider episode. Um, this episode, I uh, I adored this episode. Um, I loved this episode. So for this is where I'm going to get into a little bit of what I was talking about earlier. So my family in Eastern Europe um, through the uh, late 80s, early 90s, and all the way through the mid-2000s, um, early 2000s, went through a lot of the stuff that happened in this episode with partitioning of of countries of you know, ex-Yugoslavia and family members um, falling on different sides of, of, you know, lines and people who are best friends and, and neighbors becoming mortal enemies for no reason and radicalization on, on all sides. And um, it, uh, it tore a lot of, a lot of our families apart. And so when I watched this episode, even though it was a completely different part of the world, I understood very much so what um, these characters were going through and, uh, what uh, Umreen went through as a you know a young woman trying to celebrate the happiest day of her life uh, to that point, um, I I really felt for her because this is something that that you know the majority of the of us who live in the West don't see and don't understand, um, or if we do understand, we don't see we don't see it in TV a lot. Uh, the um, it's it hit me, I guess, in, in a lot of those, in a lot of those places, a lot of the feels there to the point where I, I highly recommended this to, I have a couple of friends in the office who are uh, Pakistani and a couple who are Indian um, from India, uh, the immigrants. And I said, you guys have to watch this. It's, it's doesn't take sides or anything, but it does kind of showcase the, uh, you know, the stuff that happens in these types of situations. And it was kind of interesting to see pop culture, uh, modern pop culture, take a, take a, you know, put on their magnifying glass. Um, so I, I loved it for that reason. And these were, these are folks that never watch any sci-fi. So I, I, I uh, next to Rose, I think this is my favorite episode this, this season. However, uh, sorry, however, I'm, uh, Dali, sure, sure. Dali, yeah. to just ask you, you said it didn't take sides and look, it took sides. It, yeah, it, took, it, it took the right side. Correct. Don't get Correct. me wrong. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, yes, you're again, correct. this is you know, and this is coming from a Welshman whose country was one of the first <laughs> yeah. to be raped and yeah. pillaged by the English. Yeah. So no, no, I agree uh, with you. I, yes, been I'm sorry. there, was, been uh, there, done that, learned all about it in the history, saw the repercussions for the long yeah. uh, for the longest time. Uh, so yeah, I just want to. Uh, sorry, just, yeah, sorry, you're correct. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, so um, but I but I would I did want to, and I totally lost what I was going to say. It was going to be sorry, some, man. Sorry. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, but no, I, uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. However, exactly like the Rosa episode, uh, I felt like the alien menace in this, or the sci-fi menace in this, didn't quite didn't do it for me. Um, I understand Rosa. They wanted to kind of go the route of, you know, there's going to be racism in the future and it's uh, you know, things don't change, unfortunately. Um, But that character wasn't, wasn't incredibly strong. I think I mentioned that in, in, in the podcast, this episode as well, the Thajarians who, by the way, looked badass. Uh, Kudos to the BBC for doing a phenomenal job. They've upped their, uh, their spending on these episodes because they've looked fantastic. Um, but, uh, the, it, they didn't do anything for me cause they, they, they kind of come off as this incredible menace and they, I never feel that they're, I don't see the 
kind of the reverse climax of them going from this this horrible evil to um, to these kind of pacifist folks. I, I that that bridge didn't happen smoothly enough for me, and and that should have been. I feel like that should have been played better throughout the episode. We only see one time that they hover over a. Uh, a dead person. They, I mean, um, Prem mentions it in his flashback, but I think it could have could have happened once or twice more in the episode to really get the idea that something's happening here. And you don't. I think they revealed it far too early, kind of the the twist, and maybe that's what it was that sort of set me off. But um, uh, I didn't feel like that held up. But again, uh, the the historic aspect. I didn't know anything about this part of history. I'm uh, unfortunately, I uh, U.S. Uh, textbooks don't cover. Um, they'll cover a lot of this kind of stuff. And so I never knew this, uh, but it inspired me to spend, I think I probably lost about four hours on uh, on the Wikipedia rabbit hole yesterday after I've finished watching it to just discovering it. And Wikipedia is the greatest thing, but just going through history and understanding a lot of this stuff. And, and it was inspiring to me. And so um, Marcus, I totally understand why you're, uh, and I and I can relate to the idea that this is things are very dreary in Doctor Who this year. Humans are the bad guys. At the same time, the historic aspect I think is phenomenal. I would love to see going forward, looking at history, but looking at it from the the positive things that have happened in history, because I think we can. It's great. It's fine to see the bad stuff that's happened. But now let's start to take a look at some of the good things and the examples that that can be set. And I think there are some ways that the show can still approach these same type of themes of of justice and 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 and, and you know being on the right side of history, um, and and love and things like that. But from a more positive standpoint. So I don't know if that if that makes sense. I might be rambling a lot, but uh, I, I love this episode. That's all I got. All right. <laughs> The aliens, though, I mean, how... They I look great, think, but again, they, they are way underutilized. I'm not going to argue that point. I think this entire season, yeah, yep. lots of way underutilizing of the available materials. I actually, th- I, that's the one thing I disagree on there with you, is that I don't sure. think that they the reveal comes too early. I think it comes too late. And oh, really? Okay. We, we didn't get enough time. I would have rather spent that time getting to, like, having them be a more integral part of the episode and, like, interacting with sure. the characters so we could yes. see more of Prem and Umbreen, rather than, like have this big uh, wild goose chase uh, after trying to like, oh, they're assassins. Oh, wait, no, they're not. Like, because all that becomes basically meaningless to the plot by the end because like they're not actually assassins, you know? Yeah, right. And then, and, and I totally agree. It would have been interesting to see uh, maybe, a, and then this is revision, this is us as backseat drivers, Monday morning quarterbacks saying uh, it would have been cool to see them maybe interacting with Prem more because they're prepping themselves understand who they're you know who these loners who, who these people who die alone are going to be that, that would have been kind of a, a better twist but yeah i think that way we'll get to get to see them interacting with the characters more instead of hiding in their ship for the majority of the episode mm-hmm. marcus um what are your thoughts on on the thajarians uh they looked cool they looked interesting but oh god they were sickeningly noble <laughs> yeah. I mean, when we go back to Rosa episode, yes, he was uh, another plot extrapolation that was uh, paper thin. Um, 
oh, I don't like the colored people, so I'm going to go back and not kill the Rosa Parks. Yeah, um, I mean, if I want to see that level of uh, of a dumbass, um, I will, uh, you know, I will turn on Fox News. Um, <laughs> I just think, I just think that the the, the it, it's a waste. I mean, we start off with those inter- interesting predator esque clone in episode one. Yeah, um, yeah, and then you know the the the, the spiders at least they are the other the spiders you know they weren't aliens <laughs> they weren't aliens but they were they were the perceived enemy and you know they had a little bit to them um, but these guys were just you know they they were milk toast I mean really um, and that's what you know Sean absolutely nailed last week mm-hmm. uh, more, more than any more than anybody and I'm so inclined to agree with him while he's away just don't tell him Sean <laughs> um, don't listen don't listen Sean yeah put your hands stop in. listening um, this. Uh, I mean, uh, Doctor Who is turning into sci-fi. This is us, and I fucking hate. Oh wow, that's a great way. That's a great way to describe it. <laughs> I hate <laughs> this is us, and I'm sorry. I'm swearing more than I love this is us. <laughs> it, it, that show should be renamed. This is depressing. I think it's we're gonna have just, a spinoff podcast called called This Is Our Podcast. It's just so boring and miserable and i don't get the mentality of people my wife included who watches that pilot every <laughs> tuesday or wednesday whenever it is who just are happy to sit there and watch people being miserable oh i had a miscarriage oh i'm fat oh i'm this oh my husband died but when did he die did he die this week is he gonna die next week he's already been dead for 30 years but we're gonna milk it oh he died the last season and now we'll go back to when he's in the war so you know people will think oh he might die but he doesn't die and the family comes and then yeah and that's doctor who right now mm, interesting interesting um yeah. it this was a divisive episode i saw a lot of uh um folks on social media and on reddit we're going back and forth as to uh, you know, what the, I think from the standpoint of <clears throat> a lot of folks actually didn't want to see the British painted uh, a lot of, like a lot of British uh, uh, readers and stuff online and posters and social media were saying that they, this felt very tough for them to see because it was a part of history that didn't, that, you know, they kind of want to go away at the same time. This was also something that a lot of us um, Americans felt when we watched Rosa and when Rosa was so powerful um, was because it was a time of history that a lot of us want to forget. So um, that there was that there was, and then I think a lot of folks also mentioned that this has been, this has been a season of humans are the only bad guy. Humans are the real bad people. I mean, li- literally, this episode, this episode ends with like the de- it's demons of the Punjab, and we for most of the episode think that the demons are the aliens, and then at the end he like yeah. prem, liter- uh, prem literally says that the demons are the the nationalists. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they, they've actually done that a lot of this, a lot this season um, with the titles and the, like was it Arachnids in the UK, Marcus? I didn't had no idea it was anarchy in the UK. Until oh, really, Dally? Didn't, I did not. Huh. Coffee wasn't kicking in that night, I guess. I don't know. Huh. Um, he's, he's, he's precious. <laughs> <laughs> Again, to the Brits, I mean, I, one of the things that upsets me is that I didn't, I mean, just, it's just in general, didn't really learn about the partitioning in school. Mm-hmm. 
And that, to me, is bang out of order. Something that should have been done, should have been taught. Um, and very disappointed by that. Um, cool. and me, so let me tell I'm, you about American history classes one day. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, you know, anyway. Um, and that's the, uh, but I, I, it's a story that, that could have been told. I just didn't think we needed it directly after Rosa. I think we could have taken a break because it's just one episode after another where they, you know, Chibnall's got a target, that crosshair. And I'm sure a lot of it was inspired by the backlash to the new doctor and the backlash to him being appointed and the backlash to the, the, the new team, the, you know, the, the TARDIS team. Um, but Jesus Christ, come on. You know what's not even, the, not even the Daleks have had this much crap. You know what's kind of interesting, Marcus? You mentioned the whole voyeur aspect the, uh, of, the, of the doctor herself. The Thijarians are not have become, they're very similar to the doctor in that for the longest time in their history, they were very active and very involved and going out and doing things, in this case, us being assassins. And then all of a sudden, they've become this really passive group of folks that just kind of sit back and watch things happen. They quote unquote honor people, but they only honor them when they're at their end of their life, you know, and, and the doctor's kind of doing the same thing here where, um, you know, previous doctors are very active and very involved. And yet, I don't want to say action, but yet they were, they were doing a lot of things within their, their timelines. And you get to this doctor and she's very hands off and very much letting things sort of play out and then hoping people, you know, honor the moment, maybe not the person, but honor the moment in, in a way. So I see this sort of parallel. To an extent, I think partially this episode is, is an extreme example of that, though, because sure, sure. this episode is them setting up the rule, like the classic time travel rule thing that we, you know, we as people who have been watching Doctor Who for, you know, more than a decade. Well, in some of our cases, more than decades now, um, but have been like, you know, watching this new stuff for, for quite a while now. Um, we know these rules about like, you know, don't tread on your own past. Don't get involved in that stuff. And partially that's because of Father's Day, you know, the, the um, ninth doctor episode uh, with Christopher Eccleston, where Rose goes back to go see your father and steps in and interferes and erases her own timeline and summons like a bunch of like evil alien wound cleansers or whatever. And I think it's important to also note that this season for a lot of people, and this is something I've heard from talking to some you know, friends of mine that I know that are watching it now for the first time or are watching it with friends and family who never watched before. This is a, this season is to a lot of people a jumping on point because it's a new doctor. It's a new creative team. You know, it's a new season. It's all these different things. And there haven't been a ton of super direct, like this season, especially haven't been basically any super direct callbacks to the previous stuff. And I think they, to a certain extent, like this episode's, you know, more sci-fi-ish mess message of like not interfering with the past and stuff like that is designed for those newcomers, for the, the, the people who are jumping on, which clearly like the numbers support that there are a lot of new people watching Doctor Who, like, you know, just in terms of like how popular the episodes have been. Um, and because, you know, a lot of those will be returning people, but of course, like, you know, a lot of them are also people who weren't old enough to watch Doctor Who back in the time or who weren't born yet or, you know, whatever it happens to be. I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, by the way, I've, we've been doing this podcast for seven years now, almost eight years. Isn't that insane? <clears throat> seven and a half years. Good Lord. Um, we're almost at that decade mark. So I was, again, sorry, my voice is all 
jacked up. My throat is all kind of solidified tonight. No, I um, think I said my final thoughts just there. Okay. Yeah, look, I uh, I still hold out hope. I I mean, I do hold out hope for the episode for the season. I just want. I've in, I've enjoyed this epi- uh, this season, but something about just you know seeing the targets again that particular this you know this particular turnaround um it just i think it just became it becomes a great thing and it just the show is better than that and the potential they have this season is better than that because the, all they're doing is making themselves a target for the jeremy clarkson's of this world mm. and if anybody uh knows who jeremy clarkson is I mean, he he wrote the piece this week saying that oh, nobody likes to do Doctor Who because uh, it's all it's a woman doctor and she's got boobs and blah blah blah, and then follows it up with, well, I haven't seen Doctor Who in decades, but I've been told people don't like it, and uh, the views in the toilet, and it's like no, on the whole, it's a great season. I mean, it's a strong start to a season, and the the view the the ratings back that up, and that's great, but. This season is on a precipice because every single week it's inched, it's inched and inched towards this tipping point. And now we're at this big slide. I mean, is the episode going, is the next couple of episodes going to be up and away better? Are we going to get some sort of interesting climax of the season? Are we going to get, you know, never mind everybody else's frigid backstory on Team Tardis. Mm-hmm. I want the doctor's backstory. I want to know about this doctor. I actually hope they strand all three members somewhere for a month and just this doctor's out on her own instead of looking mopey every time they say, oh, we're going to go now. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's like, oh, she's showing her humanity. She's not fucking human. Give her a bit of crazy. <laughs> Give her a bit of crazy. <laughs> a bit of crazy. Um Let's give our kind of final ratings for this episode, and then we can sign off for tonight uh, and uh, and prepare for next next week. Uh, out of um, out of planet canisters, uh, Stephen, how many out of five planet canisters will you give this episode? I think it's not super surprising that I'm going to give it a four. I still don't think this. I still don't think we've had an episode this season that is like the real perfect balance of the sure. sci-fi stuff and this new stuff that they're kind of leaning towards. And I, so this is not a five and I, I hope we get a five by the end of this season. I hope by the end we do get some episode that manages to bring all that stuff together, but I still really like the kind of like piece of the puzzle that it is adding to this kind of like greater statement that they are mm-hmm. addressing with this season. Okay. Marcus. Zero. Zero. Okay. Um, hands down, you know, it's, 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 it's the straw that broke, broke the camel's back. Um, it's every, everything that Sean was talking about came to fruition in this one. It was just too much. Mm. Um, I've never, I, I look, I've sat through some dross, some Moffat level dross, and this wasn't that bad. But in terms of what they've done with this season so far, to just unfortunately find out that it looks like, um, their bold new direction is just a one-trick pony mm. uh, is very sad for me, and it doesn't bode well for the rest of the season. So um, this one is getting the kick in it deserves. And look, I know I know people will, people will get upset with me. I know people will call me probably racist because I'm a middle-aged white man. Um, 
you know what? Screw you, screw you guys. I'm sorry, I hated it. Not you two. I love you. <laughs> we'll have conversations. But um, you know, yeah, I've, I've heard you. screw you several times, Sri Marcus. I can take it. No, no, no. I mean, it was just a, a, an atrocious story. It was. It felt schmaltzy and tear jerky and tick picking on easy targets and not really. You know, um, I mean, oh look, it's a wedding between two different religions on the day that a company, a country is torn apart by English people. I mean, it was almost as if he had all these boxes to tick. And, you know, I stopped ticking the boxes and start writing some decent sci-fi because he's on his last legs now. Uh, I'm going to throw down a four and a half out of five on this one. I think I gave Rosa four and a half. Uh, <coughs> that one. Um, and uh, that was, I don't know who was that a horse that just sneezed on the uh, on the other. Oh end no no it? I'm sorry that that's me. Um, <laughs> all the crap um, in the air, the smoke and everything. Oh god, I'm so sorry. Up a little. Uh, but I'm, I uh, to Stephen's point, I think this um, this isn't a five. I haven't had a five yet this season. Uh, in fact, I've only get this is only the second one that I've gotten. I think four and above. Um, I've liked all the episodes so far. Uh, this was to me because it did hit sort of closer to home from a theme standpoint. I do wish they balance um, the sci-fi elements a little bit more. I think that that to me is is going to be imp- really important going forward. And I think what I really loved about some of Capaldi's episodes, the, the ones I really did love, is that um, when they came across themes like this, they, they weren't so literal. Uh, and what I mean by that is <clears throat> they, they used aliens and uh, other creatures and other situations to sort of supplant the um, some of the atrocities and in, in, in things like this and in, in Rose and things like, uh, you know of, of that nature. But uh, this season they're being very little and going going back back in time to these moments. Um, I'd love to see sort of that sci-fi element come roaring. And I've mentioned it before the sort of epic world uh, world ending thing. I know a couple of points have mentioned. I think um, uh, post postmodern dad even uh, wrote a good comment on her. I said about it, go ahead and read it. Um, but I I, I want to see more of those sci-fi elements back into this. I think that's, to me, what makes Doctor Who so Doctor Who. At least, at least we didn't lose a TARDIS this week. So that's a, that's a positive. Um, but yeah, I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of 5. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm sharing it with a lot of my friends from that region who don't watch Doctor Who. So, um, yeah. And... Uh, Sean is uh, is uh, we didn't get his rating. We should guys rating and, and his thoughts, but maybe he'll he'll tell us about it next week. So, anyway, there's always time. There's always time. Um, you can find us at Lonely Tardis on the Twitters, the Lonely Tardis uh, Facebook page. Please hop on there. There's actually a lot of great discussions that take place um, that we have with uh, with a lot of folks on there. So that, that's always good. Uh, yeah, as I mentioned, LonelyTardis.com. Re- tweet at us at Lonely Tardis. Tweet at us individually if you'd like. Uh, I'm at Dolly Demosky. Oh, and by the way, you can also find us all over the place on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, even Spotify. We are on Spotify, so that's always good too. Um, well, it's, but if they're listening to this now, they've probably already found us. That's that's correct. That is correct. They found us like the doctor has found her TARDIS. Uh, uh, Marcus, where can we find you? I don't want to be found. <laughs> He's going to be in a hiding. He'll be in hiding. Um, uh, yeah. No. Well. well Sorry, go ahead. No, no. Okay, good. That's I fine. Refuse, I refuse to be found. I'm going. I'm going to be Lord Lucan. 
I like only, only Brits will know who Lord Luke is. So. <laughs> I do not know, which is good. Uh, Stephen, where can we find you? Because you have some news. I do. Find. I have some five, six-week-old news to <laughs> <laughs> share. Um, I am now the manager, managing editor of a website called Fanbyte. That's F-A-N-B-Y-T-E. Um, uh, we are a video game website, a uh, new site, um, part of Tencent's Zam Network. Um, so we're not just some rinky-dink operation like side questing. You know That's what I mean? true. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> um, I'm not disagreeing with you. No, it's my first time, full-time job as an editor outside of like college, like where I was an editor at the school newspaper. Um, and it's very exciting. I've been freelancing for years and years and years, and we are doing some really cool stuff over there uh, every day. I've been working my ass off, and so have all the other people there, uh, working with a really, really great crew of people that are just kind of like trying to talk about video games and you know maybe in the future we'll kind of branch out a little bit more to talk about more things like doctor who like other television shows that we find interesting we're doing a lot of different things there and you can find that's where you can find my writing now exclusively i'm exclusive now that's weird exclusive no i i will say i i'm i'm really digging the site uh, and congratulations Stephen. it's uh, it's awesome to to see you um be be the leader that we've always known you to be. But uh, a lot of cool stuff. I actually like, uh, one thing I like that you guys do is the micro-reviews, which is mm-hmm. really yeah. concept. It's kind of a fun, cool concept. If you literally want a 10-second uh, read on if you should like a game or not, this is like the place to go. So great stuff. Uh, and uh, definitely check it out, everybody. Fanbyte, F-A-N-B-Y-T-E uh, dot com. And where can we find you on the uh, on the Twitters? Uh, that's still Steven Strum, S-T-E-V-E-N-S-T-R-O-M. That would be great uh, if you were like, you also got the, uh, the Twitter account still Steven Strum. Yeah, you can follow us on Twitter, you know, but you can, <laughs> you can follow Fanbyte. We're on Twitter. We're on Twitter. I prefer We're on moving Steven Strum. Moving Steven Strum as opposed to still Steven Strum. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and by the way, huge congrats, Steven. It's long overdue. Uh, you deserve it. You are top man. Thank you. That means a lot to me. To, truly, truly does. Well, from a grumpy old white racist like me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. You know, I, I hold your opinion in high esteem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That and that and a quarter will get you fuck all in this in this time of day and age. Very good. But very I am I am uh, genuinely proud of. I mean, you know, Dali does amazing work. Sean does mm-hmm. amazing work. Mm-hmm. You do amazing work. I sit on my ass, but you <laughs> but you're just an amazing person. So that's not yeah, no, no. <laughs> You you guys are, are beautiful ornaments on my Christmas tree. Um, that made no sense whatsoever, but that's yeah, fine. You know. Christmas tree of love. Christmas tree of love. Well, thank you guys uh, for podcasting with me this week. As usual, it's it's always great to to chat Doctor Who. We have four episodes left in this season, and then we're going to do some fun. Um, uh, we might do one or two episodes, like a year end type of thing, and then the the New Year's episode, which I think we'll, we'll record around that as well. So there's, there's still plenty of us uh, to plenty of things for us to talk to throughout the next um, month and a half or so. Uh, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll record again before the thanks before the Turkey day holiday next week. And um, please get back to Dr. Who come on, Chibnall, pull out the fire. There you go. There you please. go. All right, everybody. We'll with that. We'll see you in the next lonely TARDIS. Bye-bye. Love you all. My cat is coming up to the microphone.